Welcome back to Talking Supercoach with Streety and Oz for the final time. Oh, final time? No, second last time before we go live with the opening yep. round of football. Uh, but this is one everyone wants to hear. What are our teams looking like ahead of uh, the first bounce? I've had a lot of players in my team, mate, over preseason. When I first picked my team, I thought, you know, this is actually quite easy. It's quite easy to pick a team. Mm. Uh, since then, yeah, I reckon 50 blokes would have made their way through the squad. No worries at all. And uh, so the time has come for us to narrow it down to 30 and choose who we got. How are you feeling about it all, first of all? Yeah, pretty good, I think, mate. I'm relatively happy with my team. Uh, I think there's, there's probably only three or four spots that aren't locked in, uh, which I feel is a relatively nice position. Um, but there's no sort of team use or anything that should help me make that decision. So that's the negative in it. Like I've just got to make a call at some point this week mm-hmm. with uh, no extra information. Uh, but I actually think teams will be relatively kind to us, I feel, on this weekend. Like it, it seems to be pretty obvious the rookies that will play. Like there's some announcements during the week. I'm sure we'll get early about rookies that will play. So I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. I'm pretty happy with my 80, 80% of my team. And I feel like I'm happy with the picks. Like, unlike previous years, I haven't tried to be clever with it. So, I, fingers crossed. It's pretty safe. And that should give me a platform to build off. Like it, mate. That's unlike you. And it's not what the listeners want to hear. They want to hear some rogue stuff. But anyway, uh, let's uh, – should we start from the back line, as we tend to do, and uh, build our yep. way forward? Let us know what your back line looks like, my friend. Awesome. So my backline, my strategy in, um, and basically I'll say from the get-go, I've kind of got two teams I'm toying with, an aerial team and a non-aerial team. Uh, and that's kind of the main <laughs> difference yep. in my squad. It kind of depends on the mid-prices, but my backline doesn't change in that. Uh, so although with some team years from Carlton, just for the least it might. Uh, mm. I've got uh, Sam Doherty at D1. I think it's been discussed on the podcast multiple times uh, that he's our boy and he'll be the number one defender. So Tim D1, uh, and then I haven't spent a cent. So I've actually got Yo at D2. I've had that structure for quite a while. Um, it was only probably early days that I had the two guns there, um, toyed with Dacos, but never really been a fan. Uh, so I've got Yo at D2, Liam Jones at D3, uh, probably toyed with Crozier there in that spot. But I think Liam Jones just gets in for job security. I don't necessarily think Crozier is a lock in there, 22. Uh, and I didn't need the money at that point. I might. So that is like, you know, an easy 26K. Jones at D3 and then rookies for the rest of it, mate. Uh, Gimby, McKenna, Constable, Wilmot, and probably now Cowan as uh, the Blues have just before we started recording come out and said that he will debut on Thursday night. So that's my defence, only the one premium, the one mid-pricer. I don't know, he called Jones an expensive rookie and then, you know, five rookies. Yeah, I think it's it's the way that we're going to have to lean, I think, a bit this year is to really go lean in the back, back line. I can't imagine how people are building out their teams if they're going, you know, three and four deep in defence uh, for premiums, just with the amount of money you have to invest back there. And it does look like this is the line where we've got a bit more confidence in some of the rookies or at least rookie-priced players that are actually going to get up and and be on the field in round one. So that obviously heavily dictates your strategy and structure. And so I think uh, with that being said, my defence is remarkably similar 
In fact, it mm-hmm. is identical with the one difference being I do have Crozier in at D3. So I've got Doherty, I've got Yo at D2, Crozier sitting there at D3, Ginby, McKenna, Constable on field with Wilmot, uh, and, yeah, now Cowan instead of uh, Sincotta because if Cowan's going to play, find the money and get him in there. Um, yep. Yeah, I think, I think so. that's the way to yep. go. So based the, um, on that. The other, Carlton, the other Carlton rookie would have been handier, but uh, a bit cheaper too. Uh, but is what it is, and at least we've got one playing. Yep, agreed. Based on that, who are the decently owned players then that we are giving a miss? I guess Nick Dacos is one that we should discuss. He's in neither team. Uh, yep, yep. Thoughts probably Dacos there? And then prob- so I think the difference in the structure that we've gone <clears throat> compared to a lot of others, it'll be just that D2. Uh, like I say, yeah. most teams would be running kind of a, at least two rookies on field with a Liam Jones or Crozier type. Uh, so, yeah, it's probably just that extra gun, whether that be that top line Stuart Dawson Sicily type or that uh, Dacos Ridley type. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's probably the main difference in the structure that we've both gone with versus uh, others out there. And to be honest, the, the other one probably is a better balance across the board. Uh, but, yeah, I feel I just prefer the players on other lines uh, and um, yeah, can, can target some of the defenders during the year when you know they are probably more prone to a quiet game here or there, um, yeah. which is kind of how I've justified it to myself and the rookie's availability, as, as you pointed out before. Yeah. Yep. I like it, mate. I think the rookie availability means it's going to be almost impossible to go many other ways, really. Um Awesome. Okay. Well, I hate the fact that we're so similar, but crossing fingers that maybe our midfields look a little bit different. Uh, I'll go first for my mids. You got Currently, I have got uh, I'm Rory. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Rory Laird sitting at M1, I think. Uh, I saw that the GWS plan on targeting him in round one, but I don't know. Come on, let's be real. Also, they were asked the question, mm-hmm. hey, what do you think about Rory Laird? He's not going to say he's terrible, is he? So I think he's mm-hmm. still safe as houses. Um, you uh, you didn't – I know a couple of weeks ago you weren't necessarily going to pick Laird, change of heart, just the safe captaincy option. What's the uh, logic there? He is, to your point, of the two versions of my team, he's the one that would need to go if uh, I went with the other version of my team. You'll, you'll hear some big names missing shortly, but um, – Basically, I'd want him in, but at that price point, if I need to make a sacrifice in the midfield, he's probably the one because I love all of the other mids that are in there. Um, <laughs> so it was not because I don't want to pick him. I want him in the team desperately. Uh, and as per our ranking shows, I, you know, with the exception of my blo- uh, love for Jack Steele, he is who I think will be number one. But, uh, yeah, I I've got him in in this model, but if I have to tweak, he's probably the one that has to go just to get me enough cash to do other things. So we'll see. Um, but he's in there at the moment at uh, M2, your boy, the Bont, is sitting there. Um, yeah, we've spoken extensively about him and I know where you sit, so he'll be in your team. At M3, he's back. Don't worry. Darcy Parrish, he's in there. Uh, sitting at M3 with M4, Jack Steele. M5, Josh Kelly. So gone five deep with premiums there. And there's one big name missing at the moment. As I get down to my M6, it's Jacob Hopper. So the big thing there is I, at the moment, don't have Tom Green in this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not for any reason other than 
I'm getting to the point I have to pick Kelly, I have to pick Steele, I have to pick Parrish, yep. and I essentially have to pick Bont. And so the other version would be Rory Laird comes out and goes down to Tom Green, and that gives me a bit more money to to tidy up a few other areas. But, yeah, Laird, Bont and Pelly, Parrish, Steele, Kelly, then with Hopper as my mid-pricer, and I've got Ashcroft and uh, either Will Phillips or Philippou as my M8. So Cam McKenzie from Hawthorne's the kid that's come out for me as well, uh, just because he's a bit more expensive and, yeah, he played awesome and had a good role. But, um, yeah, we've he's just a more expensive rookie. So, and then I've got Ashton Baker. I thought you were massive on Hopper. I am. He's in. Are you a big Hopper fan? Oh, yeah, he's in. He's in. Sorry. Tom, Tom Green's out. Tom Green's out. Tom Green. Tom Green. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused. Um, yeah. You know, Baker and Chesser are the other two on the bench for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like it, man. A um, little bit different, I guess. Like Paris is probably the big pot in that, I would say. Uh, what's he in? What percentage of teams is he in? Uh, I've just closed it. But he was in about 3% when I checked before. Um, wow, and that's like Kelly- ultra-pod territory. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kelly's still a pod anyway. I think Kelly was only in 6% mm. uh, when I last checked. Look, all this really boils down to the more I stared at my team, the more I'm of the belief that – Josh Kelly versus Tom Green, I I just think Josh Kelly's going to outscore him. And for the 30 or 40 grand or whatever it is, it doesn't seem logical for me to be taking Tom Green if that's my approach. If I could get them both in, yep. I, I still think they're both great picks. But because of of that thinking and then me having wanting Parrish and Steele and Bontepelli, yeah, it, it just gets tight. So, yeah, I'm not stoked about leaving out Tom Green, but at the moment he's not in the squad. I don't think uh, he's necessarily a must-have. It's just a nice price point. Like, I mean, realistically, what is his max? Maybe 115, like absolute, like thing, yep. everything goes right. Like yep. if you miss out on that, it's not the end of the world. Like, yes, people got him for a nice price, but I would have a guess you pick up players during the year at a similar price. They're going to average yep. 115 for your team. I mean, it's happened with Petrarca multiple times, uh, Jack McRae, five, you know, so that it all, it happens to all of them. I mean, Lockie Neal's been 570 in the past. So uh, he's a nice price. He's, uh, you know, easy for a lot of people to get in. Um, and yeah, but on the flip side, if you don't have him, I really don't think it matters. Yeah, that's that's my thinking. My the logic as well is all five of those midfield premiums are more expensive than Green. If for whatever reason one of them has a, a terrible game and Green goes bananas and I need to correct it round three, it's not the end of the world. So um yep. yeah. That's that's what I'm awesome. looking. Where what's your midfield looking like, mate? Uh I have got uh Rory Led, M one. Uh the current golden iteration of my team uh does not have Clayton Oliver. So that's pretty big for me. I've been mm. I was really keen on the Laird Clayton double. Uh but uh yeah, to get to Errol, I've had to take Clayton out. And it's a pretty easy sort of two, three players swapping each time, depending on whether I go Errol or not. But uh yeah, at the moment, or the team I'm probably leading towards is no Clayton. Uh 700k. It's obviously got to pay. He's been amazing for a couple of years, so no reason to suggest that uh he won't continue. But you know, I think well, I mean, you can't have them all, and I guess I'm betting that he will have a quieter game early uh, than some of the others. I, I do, uh, and for your point, like not starting a Laird and a Clayton, like I, I don't like that because I do think they'll be, you know, number one and two mid or two and three, and it's just it just dictates your upgrades too much, I feel. So, um, you know, like I'm very big on at least starting one of them, um, and even then I'm annoyed that 
Leighton like has to come in at some point. So, yep. you know, that'll dictate um, my team somewhat. Anyway, I got Bont M2. Uh, at the moment, I've got the two Jacks. I do have Jack Steele, uh, despite some wow. reservations that I, I'm not sure why I, I have, but I've got them. Um, so Jack McRae, Jack Steele, uh, Tom Green at M5. Uh, so, yeah, Laird, Bont, Jack, Jack, Tom Green. Uh, and then Hopper, uh, Ashcroft, McKenzie, Phillips, Baker, Chesser on the bench. So got five guns with Hopper um, and rookies. So essentially the difference between us there is Parrish and Kelly for me compared to McRae and Tom Green for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Makes Pretty sense. And they're the, they're the others I'd have in. So uh, this is why we've got to talk to other people more, mate. Um, mm. I like it. I like all the picks. I actually um, have Jack McRae averaging slightly more than the Bont on the year um, and you sort of go, well, Bond's more expensive. Why have you got him in over McRae? It is the fear of the the proper Bond breakout and also yeah, how fun what he is to what own. his potential is. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, that mate, I like it. I like it a lot. I um, I don't know how. I've never had a version of my team with Laird and Oliver. I just don't know how it's even possible, honestly. So, love to see what that version of your team does look like. Um, and yeah, it, it does dictate like the fact that we're both starting five guns. And I mean, you could argue Tom Green. If you need to upgrade him, you can. But by the same token, I'm looking at it and going, well, I'm going to need to bring in Clayton Oliver. I'm going to need to bring in Lockie Neal. And I'm probably going to need to bring in Took Miller at some point. And that's yeah. only three spots left in my midfield. So yeah. that's um, annoying. it is annoying, but uh, considering where the rookies are appearing or likely to appear, I think it's I think it's the right approach personally. Mm-hmm. Not many of the mid prices yeah. though. We didn't go near any of the Dom Sheeds, Setterfields, those sort of players. It was pretty cut and dry for you. No, I know you were semi interested in yeah. Dom Sheed, was it? Uh, but Both yeah, them, no, really. I think um, yeah, for me, Hopper's enough uh, with the rookies available. And personally, I just like having gun mids in my team. Um, that's where the points are. So I want them. Yep, yep. All the gun mids I want to start, I feel like are underpriced anyway. So it sort of yeah, made the decision for me. Uh, Ruckline can do this in four seconds. Tim English, Rowan Marshall. Yep. 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 And do you, are yep. you got Madden or those two uh, Yeah, I've got no, I've got Madden there. Yeah. Same. I, I want the captain loop. I hate not having the captain loop. Yeah, it's not great. It's even, not even, great though, even though we'll no doubt have one round two from one of the rookies, but uh, when you don't have it, it is very frustrating. Uh, so, yeah, got mad in there for that very reason. No, I agree. Uh, and then forward line, you go for it. All right, mate. I've got uh, Josh uh, Connor, sorry, Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto, uh, M, sorry, F123. Errol at the moment uh, with my current team, as I was saying before, and then I've got uh, McLean, Philippu, Green, and Davey. So one or I've gone, yeah, kind of a little bit lighter there in the forward line as well, which I'm not sure about. So, yeah, there's a, a couple of things I'm toying with in my team. It's probably one of them. But, uh, yeah, at the moment it's Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto, Goulden, McLean, Philippu. Yep. Yeah, cool. I that. do have Ready? Radical here, but I needed money just then to get Cowan, so he had to come out. Yeah, 
Yep, yep, yep. That's yep. pretty reasonable. Yep. That's very stiff. Uh, and that's the battle I'm having as well at the moment. Damn chinkotta. Um, yeah, I uh, – well, you say you're light on, but, I mean, you, you're going in there with four players that you would class as proper forward premiums to start the season, which is, you know, that's not necessarily that light on. I think that's that's – Going pretty hard, which is good. Uh, I've got the same one, two, three. I've got Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto. I, as I've said numerous times, I'd love to avoid Taranto, and I'm still not 100% committing to it. Um, if there's a way I can do some shuffling and he's the one that has to go, then that could well be the case. Uh, my uh, F4 is another pod in Jack Zebel. Um, he's still mm-hmm. sitting there. I, yeah, he's also a little bit of a question just because of the awkward price. And we'll see what rookies do end up getting named, but I would love to start him. Uh, obviously, he had a hundred, averaged 107 two years ago playing that role. Don't think he does that. But even if he can give you 90 out of defense, he's going to make you a fair bit of coin. And then I've still got Nat Fife at F5 uh, with Toby McLean as my F6. And then just a couple of the rookies, Green and Davey. On the bench, so you got no fife either. No, so it basically comes down to kind of like an Errol and a Clayton uh, versus a, a fife, um, and it's like a you know Tom Green type. Um, yeah. Sorry, fife and Clayton versus a Tom Green and Errol Golden type situation. Right. Yep. Uh, so on paper, pretty similar, uh, but you kind of back in the you know two keepers versus one. Um, but yeah, I am. Um, I am still very tempted. I really want five. He's probably the one that I don't have in my team that I want the most. So um, I am. Yeah, there's every chance I get back to that that Clayton five combo over Errol um, and and the like. Tom Green is kind of the breakouts versus the tried and trusted, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. It's interesting because in years gone past, you would always lean towards the one that had the most premiums, right? But forward premiums, we don't know who the top six forwards are going to be as yet, first of all. And secondly, we've got way more trades now. So it's okay to take a bit more of a risk with some of these players because you can trade your way out of it rather than being tied to the players that you start with. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting conundrum. I don't know which way I would go. I think it's that's a proper mm. coin flip. I'm I'm biased towards Fife, but, um, yep. yeah, they're both – all of those I mean, players I mean, are good options. Fife's, Fife's the um, – yeah, Fife's a perfect example of a player that could go really well for you. Uh, or poorly, like I think there's going to be any between with five. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think um, he, yeah, there, there's a chance he's the most traded out player after round one. I could I, after round two, if, if he has two quiet games as a forward, sixty and seventy or something, which is very possible, he could easily be the most traded out of player. Um, or similarly, if he has one game where he kicks five and has 120 or something, he'll be almost your most traded in after round three. So, which is always the case yep. with your mid prices, but. Um, him extreme uh, to the extreme sort of level. Yeah, I agree. Um, on the topic of mid prices, probably the main difference between our team and some of the others are, you know, potentially mm. the, I know you've got Zeebel and Fife, but, you know, Bruin, Flanders, there's a few of those other popular mid prices that neither of us have. I think we, we talked about this in the forward pod simply because we prefer the other mid prices. Is that kind of the moral of the story? That uh, that and the fact it's proven. I've I've seen it with my own eyes before. Um, 
And also with mid-prices, if you can err on the side of the more expensive mid-pricer, you've got the option of going down and being able to figure that out. Um, it just it's makes like it a bit theory. easier to get them in. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do really like Flanders and Flanders is genuinely still a chance for me if I need to do some shuffling and find some cash. Um just because I think he'll be a decent rookie. I don't think he's going to do anything other than, you know, your 80, 85 best case, but he's going to score okay and be on field. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm basically just erring on the side of I know what Zebel has done in this role and I know what Nat Fife can do as a football player. Um, I'll take the known quantity that's more expensive and if I need to trade down to get some cash and shuffle around, I'll, I will cross that bridge. Um which players, so I guess quickly, you mentioned Fife's probably your big one that's missing out. Which other players not in your team currently are you most concerned about or could still find their way into your yeah, squad? So probably premiums that have been in my team that I don't currently have. I just started that. It's not a massive amount. Uh, mm-hmm. It's obviously Clayton Oliver has been there for yep. a lot of the preseason. Josh Kelly, I'd absolutely love to start, but just breaks a personal rule that I have. And I'm going to try and stick by him or what's the point. Sure. Uh, and then Tom Stewart is probably the – I haven't had that combo for ages with the you know, two defender guns, but um, early on I did, um, and it probably is a bit safer. So that's really it, mate. It's kind of the only players that um, I've had in my team that I don't – in this current version. I yep. Actually, I've had Cogs a few times as well, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're the four players that um, I don't have in this current – iteration of it and uh some of those i'm concerned about some of those i'm, I'm not quite in 40 percent it's probably the big one really we know yeah, he's, what he's capable of yep he's scary i've never had him so, and, I, and i wouldn't have started him regardless so I, I can't sort of say that but he still scares me um yeah look my the the guys that are missed out Nick Dacos, I had in my team for quite a while. I think I still like the pick. I just think there's so many decent scoring defenders that are cheap, um, and that's where you can can save a bit of coin. And if it's starting him uh, in that spot versus Taranto, essentially, I think I'll probably take the proven commodity there in Taranto and yep. just know kind of what I'm going to get. Um, other players, Jack McRae. I would love to get Jack McRae into my team. Him not being there makes me a bit uneasy as it is. Tom Green has been in my team a lot uh, and is not mm-hmm. currently, and I would love to start him too. But really, once I'm getting to that point, I'm starting seven premium mids, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't head down that path. Still got a little bit of me that's wondering about Sean Darcy. I, I, this has come on quite quickly for me, but he okay. he was averaging 120 not a year ago. And, yes, with injuries and sore and all that sort of stuff. And Luke Jackson is in that team. Yep, I get that. But they don't – yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, a small part of me is going, do I not trust Tim English to the level where I'm happy to ride a, a, a ruck that at least is going to get more hit outs and score points the, the old-fashioned way? Um, and save 20 grand. I don't know. That's one that's still, he's been in my team a little bit, not that much, but a little bit just yep. um, as a thought provoker. Um, and then Ben Cunnington is the other one. I, yeah, would love to be able to get him in, but I think to do that, I would have to jump off to Ranto and going in with just Dunkley, Rosie, Cunnington, Zebel is a bit scary. So, yeah, unlikely to do it, but I would love to have the courage to to pull the trigger on something like that. Yeah, yeah, 
No, fair enough, mate. I think, um, yeah, the Sean Darcy one was a little bit left field, but mm. yeah, all well, those other ones we've talked about a number of times over yep. the last few weeks. Uh, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, it sounds like for both of us, there's yeah, a handful of players that have been in our teams that we're not starting. But I, at least I, I feel like anyway this year, like I know previous years I've had like a you know rookie ruck R2 combo versus non-combo mm. and it changes three quarters of the team. Like, you know, for the most part, I'm just picking between players in similar spots uh, yeah. at the moment, which which does feel a little bit easier. Uh, but, you know, and in theory shouldn't punish you as much, you know, if you pick a, a you know, McRae over a Ali and, you know, I mean, what, I think what should words, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you say that, but hmm, yeah, wait and see. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, I mean, we're claiming they're our final teams, but who knows, they'll probably change. But hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea, at the very least, of the structures we're looking at, the players that are involved in the conversations and where our 22 sit right now. They're far, they're, they're too similar for what I would like, honestly, but, you know, that's the nature of the game. Um uh, yeah, any final thoughts as people lock in their squads, mate? No, I don't think so. Uh, obviously, we've got the Thursday night game before Sunday teams are released. So, you know, you, you try and lock in those players uh, and then, you know, you can do whatever you need to do on the Friday. But, yeah, just back in, uh, back in what you've done over the last few months. VC, Sam Doherty. Ooh, uh, <laughs> my favourite question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> standard, got no response. Yeah, uh, of maybe, course you don't. Yes, maybe. Uh, or uh, <laughs> you know, Bont or Clayton into Laird is probably the other option. Yeah, I, I big if I'm so bit. big on Bont, yeah, I may as well include him in my VCC combo. Yeah, no, fair enough. A little bit tongue-in-cheek there because, you know, mm. we just love the doc. It's plausible, though. It's actually plausible. Yeah. Genuinely is. Genuinely is. Mm. Uh, mate, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I will be very interested to see how much of this actually holds up. <laughs> um, we actually done really well. I, I reckon we should um, pat ourselves on the back for we started late, uh, mm-hmm. but we've really come home strong and probably started out as many pods as we have in previous pre-seasons yep. uh, and uh, done it in a nice condensed manner, which, yeah. I don't mind it. Probably makes a bit more sense. That was the point of talking about Supercoach in January. Yeah, it's true. Too much changes. And we're an efficient bunch here at Talking Supercoach. But it's on to the real stuff. As of next week, we'll be back doing um, our regularly scheduled programming. We'll have uh, Streety's um, segment. We'll be back, which is always a bit of a mystery. Mm -hmm. Wait and see what that's going to be. Looking forward to that. Um, I've had a a long time to get off a whole bunch of things. So Oz is off and we'll be back in full flight. We'll be running through the most traded ins, most traded outs, our thoughts on everything, and uh, we'll be back, back in a bit of a rhythm, mates. It's um, it's crazy to think that, yeah, footy season is back, and therefore we are back doing Super Coach Pods on the weekly. And I will be depressed again, which is disappointing <laughs> um, at, at the moment. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we're, we're excited. Your team's too similar to mine, mate. You're going to be loving life. Uh, enjoy. Mm, good luck. Sorry, with your- da- that is dangerous for you. I don't know. I'm hating it. <laughs> Enjoy the final few days. Pick well. Good luck, and we'll be in your ears again next week.